death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today's gospel, we hear about two men who went out of their way to place themselves in Jesus' path. And once they place themselves in Jesus' path, everything seems to change in their lives. So we'll start, first start with the blind man. So the blind man, right? In general, those who were blind had no choice but to beg for money. They would stay in places which were heavily populated so that when people would pass by, they would feel bad and give them money. They needed to beg in order to survive. And so this blind man goes to a desperate measure to place himself in Jesus' path. We hear Jesus of Nat, he, what he does. He goes to an extreme, extreme measure saying, Jesus, son of David, was passing by. He said, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And so blind men don't traditionally, they don't yell and scream, right? So imagine someone who's blind and they just hear, he's asking people, who's coming by? And they say, Jesus is passing by. And he doesn't know, is Jesus here? Is Jesus there? But all we hear is this man who's blind and is screaming, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Left, right, we don't know, could be behind him. And so blind men don't yell. They're actually very careful. They're going to be very attentive to what's going on around them because they can't get off track. But this guy is literally doing whatever he can to place himself in Jesus' path. And once he does that, what happens? Once he finally goes, embarrasses himself, and places himself in Jesus' path, his life changes forever. He receives the healing that he wanted, which is for his eyesight. So his life changes. Same with Zacchaeus in the second part of the gospel. We're told that Zacchaeus is a a chief tax collector. And so a tax collector is basically a traitor. If you're a tax collector, it's, you're a traitor to the, to the Jewish people. Why? Because you work for the Romans. So Zacchaeus, who's a tax collector, he actually has this very bad reputation and is looked down upon. Tax collectors, again, work for the Romans. The Jews did not get along with the Romans. He would go around, get money, and actually get more than what was owed to keep a commission for himself. So here we have this tax collector. And knowing that he is an outcast to the entire Jewish community, he goes to an extreme measure also, like the blind man, to place himself in Jesus' path. Right? We heard it. He was seeking to see who Jesus was, but he could not see because of the crowd. Also, he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. And so we have to look at the details. Look at the details of what we're told about Zacchaeus. Um, what he goes through to place himself in Jesus' path. Number one, he's short in stature. Imagine a short guy trying to climb a tree. That's kind of odd. It's crazy. But imagine the extreme that the short man has to go to see Jesus. I have to see Jesus. I got to place myself in his path. And so he takes an extreme measure. A short man climbing a tree? Doesn't make sense. Not only was he short, he's rich. Rich men don't climb trees. Rich men are actually have people do things for them. They have people walk around and carry their garments for them. And here we have this short guy who's rich, who's probably dressed in very beautiful clothing, trying to climb a tree. He went to extreme measures to place himself in Jesus' path. And he does that, and what happens is whole, whole entire life changes. We're told Jesus looks up to him and says, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. Today's salvation has come into your house. Basically, you're saved, Zacchaeus, you and your whole entire household. So he took an extreme measure and look at what happened. And how about us? Are we like the blind man? Are we like Zacchaeus? Are we doing everything in our power to place ourselves in Jesus' path? If not, nothing will change. Oftentimes we wonder, I come to Mass every week, I pray, and nothing seems to be changing in my life. But the real question we have to ask is, are we literally taking desperate measures to place ourselves in Jesus' path? And it's only when we do that, that's when things start to change. What does that look like? How do we place ourselves in Jesus' path? 
And there are many ways. Again, we're thinking, yes, yes, I want my life to change. Father, of course. I want things to be better. I want more unity in my family. I want my finances to change. I want me to be able to pass this upcoming exam. I just want to fall in love with Jesus more. I want things to change. Of course I do. Well, then we have to ask ourselves, are we placing ourselves in Jesus' path? Are we taking extreme measures to place ourselves in Jesus' path? What does that look like? One way and most sure way to place ourselves in Jesus' path is the Mass. We're all here, and great you're here. But how attentive are we to the words we're saying? How attentive are we when we're participating in the words? By praying the Mass with our hearts and, in, and, 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 and being here with His family, we are saying, Jesus, I'm here. I'm in front of you. I'm placing myself in your midst. Change my life. Change my marriage. Change my finances. Change my children. Help me with this addiction. Fill in the blank. But some of us, oh, it's hot, which it is. I can't wait to leave. I got to do this. I got to do that. How distracted are we? Are we really in Jesus' path by being here at Mass? And if we miss Mass easily, we're on vacation or it's a pool party and I don't want to pull the kids out and to come to Mass on Saturday or Sunday, what's going to change? Where are our priorities? That's one way to place ourselves in Jesus' path. Another way to place ourselves in Jesus' path is the Holy Bible. When we read the Holy Bible, we are placing ourselves in Jesus' path. We're saying, Jesus, speak to me. A lot of us are anxious. A lot of us are depressed. A lot of us have a lot of things going on. But how often are we opening up our Bible, whether it's randomly, St. Augustine, we just, um, St. Augustine is a great saint. He just opened up, he was 40 years old and wasn't even a Christian, wasn't even baptized. He opened up his Bible randomly, read three Three, only three verses. Randomly, he opened up his Bible. His whole entire life changed. He got baptized as a 40-year-old. He gave his life to Jesus. He became a priest. He became a bishop. And he died. And now he's a saint of the Holy Catholic Church. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. If we're not reading our Bibles, where are we with God? Father, the Bible's boring. Father, I get confused when I read the Bible. It's okay. Read it anyway. Open it up. Jesus, I don't know how to read the Bible. Jesus, I haven't taken theology classes like Father Brian, but Jesus, I am taking an act of faith. I'm placing myself in your path. Change my life. Speak to me. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Another way to change our, place ourselves in Jesus' path is upcoming events. Right here in a couple of weeks on, on, on uh, Saturday, September 11th, we're having Awake My Soul here. Are we placing ourselves in Jesus' path? Well, Father, it's a Saturday and, you know, we might have other plans and this and that. No. We must place ourselves in Jesus' path. We should be open to whatever God wants to do in our lives. We have to come to Him. We have to throw ourselves at His feet. Once a year we have a conference, a diocesan conference, where we're supposed to come, Awake my soul, it's called. God, awake my soul, it's fallen asleep. And we're so asleep that we don't come. We don't place ourselves in Jesus' path. Another way that we place ourselves in Jesus' path is uh, as youth groups. A lot of us, we have young brothers and sisters, young children, catechism, communion. And we don't come. We don't send our children. Our children, we send them to school. And that's good. They need to learn. And they're involved on social media and different things on their iPads. But are we doing our job to place our children in front of Jesus? Through the catechism and communion program. I'm not promoting our program here. Put them anywhere. But what are we exposing our children do, to? 
And when we put them in Jesus' path, we should be praying while they're at Catechism and Communion. Lord Jesus, come Holy Spirit in that classroom. I pray for their teacher. I pray for that you come down upon my children and anoint them. I am placing my children in your path, Jesus. We have J2S for middle school girls. We have, uh, we have a program crew for middle school boys that's about to start. We have CLC for our high school kids. What are we doing? We'll be starting the war room for our adult group. I'll be handling that. And I'm not, it's not a numbers game, but very little of our percentage of our St. Thomas family shows up to these things. Are we placing ourselves in Jesus' path? If we expect things to change, we must change. And if we're not changing, then nothing around us will change. Another and final way that I'll talk about how we place ourselves in Jesus' path are retreats. We need to get away. We have to be able to get away. Father, I'm busy. You don't know what it's like. I have children. I have kids. I have a special needs. I get it, and I understand. But we have to do our best to go. That's how we're saying, God, I am willing to surrender. I'm going to get a babysitter. I'm going to give my children to my in-laws, whatever it may be. I am going to go for three days to take a retreat because I want to place myself in your path. I want to come back a stronger mother. I want to come back a stronger father. I want to come back a, 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 a stronger single man or woman who's on fire for you, Jesus. And we don't. I remember growing up, I would throw, I, I wanted just to go to retreats. I kept going, I kept going, I kept going. There's marriage retreats and no one signs up through the diocese, through ECRC. I don't want anyone to think I have marriage problems. I'm not going. Or there's a Be Healed retreat. I take care of the Be Healed retreat. I go three days with people on a Be Healed retreat. I don't want to go. I don't want people to think that something is broken in my life. We're all broken. We all need healing. We all need Jesus. And we need to place ourselves in Jesus' path. Who cares what people are going to think? Who cares what people are going to say? Jesus, I'm here in front of you because I need you. And I'm placing myself in your path knowing that you will do something. We should have this expectant faith. There was uh, a blessed by the name, a lot of us know him, Salatus Casey. He would say, thank God in advance. We need an expectant faith. God, I'm going to go to this. Today I came from Mother of God. There was a women's conference, a diocesan women's conference. There was 150 people there. Where, 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 where are our people? Let us place ourselves at Jesus' path so our lives can change like it did for Zacchaeus and for the blind man. So both the blind man and Zacchaeus place themselves in Jesus' path in an extreme way, and their lives change forever. The Bible, retreat, to wake my soul, catechism and communion programs are all ways we can place ourselves in Jesus' path so that our lives can be changed forever. Christians on fire for Jesus. Many of us will come forward to receive Jesus in the most holy Eucharist. What will Jesus find in your soul? A soul that is constantly looking for ways to place themselves in front of Jesus' path so he can change our lives forever? Or a soul that doesn't place themselves in Jesus' path and therefore always lost, nothing ever seems to change. Brothers and sisters, we have a very important decision to make. Sit here for a minute and make a decision. Do I place myself in Jesus' path? Amen.